Yo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, on this Sunday morning, I'm actually recording this on Saturday late afternoon, and I am on my way to pick up dinner from a little place called Good Smoke Barbecue. Because ever since I interviewed Brian yesterday for the podcast you're about to hear, I've been in the mood for Good Smoke. However, when I called to put in my order, I used a fake name because this is going to be weird to explain. I'm trying to think how I can even explain this. Um, so there's this weird thing that sometimes happens, and it doesn't really happen to me anymore now that I'm out of the media, but it happened today. Um, it, it's when you interview somebody or have somebody on the air, basically when you do a business person a favor in the media, you give them airtime. It's odd because sometimes they want to thank you through product, right? They want to, like, hey, come to my place sometime for a meal. And... I don't think we deserve that or should expect that. And when I say we, I mean, you know, anyone who's giving someone a platform. And it's awkward because, yeah, talking to people, and I did that food show forever on Wham, talking to people who own restaurants always puts me in the mood to eat their food. So then the next thing I do is I order their food, but there's nothing more awkward than, like, having somebody on the radio or in this case the podcast and then showing up at their restaurant the next day and being like hi i'm here for food because they think or maybe this is just me being crazy but they think you're here for your free food but you don't owe me free food but it's really awkward to say that out loud it's just a weird position to be in you know to show up because they're probably thinking like oh does this dude think that i owe him a free meal now just because he had me on the radio no i don't think that but i am in the mood for your food so I'm here. <laughs> so anyway, I used a fake name just now when I ordered from Good Smoke. Uh, my fake name, by the way, because I'm very creative, is Ryan, my wife's name. But it works, right? Because Ryan's a boy's name, as she's been told her whole life. Poor girl. Uh, anyway, so I'm excited to eat some barbecue tonight. Um, speaking of X-Media, my interview with Billy last week, I loved talking to Billy. Billy is such a beautiful soul. I mean, all around, great heart great mind just a real really devastating that he was that he's not part of radio anymore quite frankly he is such a fan favorite you know and and i mean that podcast last week got a lot of listeners like a lot way more than my average podcast so he's got a following and this is you know look this is this is every workplace in america but iHeartMedia was full of some really questionable personnel decisions when I worked there. And Billy's one of them, you know. Billy is just, he's got a thing that you can't teach. You can't train. And it's general likability. See, I, I, what makes you a star? What makes you a hit on the air? I don't know exactly what the formula is. Nobody does. Or they'd be able to create stars anytime they wanted to. But there is a thing that you can't teach, and it's that likability factor that people like Billy or like John DiTullio, or there's many others, but people like Billy have that likability factor. And I always felt like our old management at iHeart just didn't understand that. Like they, they only wanted to look at on paper, you know, what should make a good radio personality and that's how they decided but listen i mean we can bitch about that all day every workplace in america is full of questionable personnel decisions let's be honest tell me anywhere you've worked there wasn't some guy or some woman who either was promoted or quite frankly demoted or maybe fired or laid off that left everyone else puzzled 
I know I saw it a million times at iHeart when I was like, really? That guy? Or, you know, the opposite. Like, they would let someone go, and I'd be like, really? He's you're letting him go, but you, you're keeping this other person? Like that? Yeah. Hmm. But, I, again, I think that happens in every workplace in America. Anyway, speaking of ex-radio people, Fitz. Fitz of Rock Fox Studios, former radio personality in town, Scott Fitzgerald, will be on the podcast next week. I'm excited to talk to him. So we'll do another radio-type episode. This episode, though, food. Told you, people only listen to this podcast when I talk radio or food. <laughs> uh, before we get to Brian from Good Smoke, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Oh, my God. It, I mean, it just it tore my heart into pieces. Leo has officially moved into his big boy bed. My little baby, he's two years and... Wait a second, let me do the math. November, December, January, February. He's two years and five months. So he's about two and a half years old. And he, uh, about a month ago, finally climbed out of the crib. And by the way, took a tumble on his way out. So that's when mommy and daddy need to stop putting him in the crib because he's going to hurt himself trying to get out of there. But anyway, he climbed out of his crib. And now we've put together, my wife's been painting walls. She put up wallpaper. We bought all new furniture. And he sleeps in his big boy bed now. And this is the thing that people told me. And now I'm experiencing it myself. All those nights of putting Leo to bed that used to be carrying him upstairs. We, we had a little, like, um, recliner bed in his room. But carrying him upstairs, reclining in that chair, holding him, reading him stories, telling him stories, cuddling with him. Sometimes I would even whip out my phone and play TikTok videos for him. <laughs> I miss that so much. All that cuddling. I'm never, he doesn't want to cuddle anymore. He's a big boy now. He's got a big boy bed. And that was really hitting me the other night and made me want to cry. Still makes me want to cry. Oh, man. So, listen, man. Hug him while you can. I know my guy's still really small. And there's plenty of people with older kids right now saying, like, dude, you still have it. Great. He's still little. I get that. But really, man, I feel like he's out of baby phase officially. And that sucks. Miss my baby couple other things I wanted to hit just very quickly. I was really pissed off this week at a tweet that I saw. I got triggered, man. I was triggered. And it, it, the subject matter is probably going to puzzle you because you're going to be like, really? But it, it hits close to home. I saw some fucking, I don't even know what the fuck this kid is. Some producer for Channel 8. He's probably like an assistant to an assistant digital producer on Saturday nights or something. But some producer criticizing PR people. And he says something like, uh, hey, I'm glad uh, that you're sending me your press releases, but uh, don't put a link to the competitor's story in your press release, please. And I read this and I go, okay, fine, yeah. Is it the best thing in the world to send something to Channel 8 with like a link to a Channel 13 story in it? No, it's not the best thing in the world to do that. However, why in general have media people felt they have the right to talk down to and play God with PR people. I mean, my poor wife, and again, I told you this way, this one hits close to home for me because I see it through her eyes all the time. Media people love to just be super judgy of all the content that they're being thrown constantly by PR people. And I get it. I used to be pitched all the time as producer of Louise's show. And a lot of it was shit. I get it. But I'm lucky they even wanted to pitch me. 
It's just not a I have all the power and the PR person should kiss my ass relationship. That's not what this is. You should be lucky that you're getting sent press releases. Don't go. This happens all the time. Media people constantly talk down and condescend to PR people. You're lucky they even know you exist. You're a fucking assistant to an assistant to an assistant in Rochester, New fucking York. Be lucky anyone is sending you press releases. Jesus. Sorry. Hashtag triggered. Ah. Man, oh man. All right. I think that'll do it. I think that's going to do it. didn't mean to get all angry right before, but I like recording these little short intros and talking about some of the things that were on my mind this week. Let's talk food. You're going to hear about Good Smoke, and I'm going to pull into the parking lot and pick up Good Smoke. Have a great week. Here's Brian from Good Smoke Barbecue. We met, yep. Brian. We met. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, we're we're recording, but I didn't know your last name. We met. It is. Yeah. And so it, it's alarming when you're like Brian. We met, and I'm like, yeah. we did. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine you've been hearing yeah. that your whole life. Yeah. What is it? What is we met? Like it's uh, it's a French name. So it's actually oh. it was O U I M E T, like we may. Oh. And then it got uh, Americanized, I guess. You, you uh, so a few gener- a long, long generation, a long time ago. But you became a you became a barbecue man, yep. uh, and you didn't go into the French cuisine at any point. <laughs> <You'd> <laughs> no. French Canadians, but that was that was uh, a few yeah. generations ago. So good, congratulations on Good Smoke, by the way, because Thanks, Good man. Smoke itself is. Uh, you've really, you know, you come into a town where there is, you've got the, the elephant in the room no matter sure. what you do in this I, town. Yeah. I've never heard of them. I wasn't talking, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> no, but of course, like, you know, you come in into a uh, a market where there is an elephant in the room, but there's room, right? There is some room and you proved yeah, so. that there's room because yeah. you did it well and you yep. did it right. But give me your background a little bit. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Rochester, huh? yeah, originally, uh, born and raised in the city. Um, like Maine and Winton area. Uh, oh, cool. Grew up over there. And, uh, yeah, so we, uh, you know, what? I started doing barbecue, uh, you know, like late 90s probably, was was doing some ribs. Like How old would you have been in the late 90s? Are you a kid still at that point? or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're not that old. So how old would you have been, like, the first time you started barbecuing at all? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably, actually, probably my late teens, early 20s. Okay. Yeah, it was... Mostly just kind of mess around with sauces. I was actually working at Salvatore's, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Just was uh, digging the, uh, you know, sauces and stuff like that. And then I started making some terrible ribs. I, 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 
<laughs> what know, was your... just, just doing stuff in the oven, you know. I was going to ask, like, what were I your first? I may have thrown something in a crock pot. Oh, my God, I hope. <laughs> um, well, not not that though. you can't do good stuff like that. But... I'm sitting across from barbecue royalty, so I'm going to say some things <laughs> that are going to make you want to punch me. But yeah. I've had ribs that came out of yeah. the oven before. They were good. Right. But yeah. is that, am I wrong? You can tell me if I'm wrong. It's fine. Uh, they're different. Let's they're different. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No doubt. I mean, you can you can do that and, you know, maybe throw it on a grill and char it up and throw some good barbecue sauce on it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, well, because at home we're limited. I mean, you know. You, for sure. So when you are, if you decide you want ribs and you decide you want to make them yourself, you're right. going to be limited, most of us. We don't, yeah. I mean, the average person you, doesn't have a smoker. You don't have like 12 smokers in your garage <laughs> like I do. <laughs> what, so your first ribs, though, you were doing this, right? You're yeah, doing I was, home. you know, just doing them in the oven and just messing around and actually cu- kind of coming up with the rubs a little bit you know mess around with that sure um, and uh so then, you you were into the because we're here at craft cannery right now yep and you were into the condiments the rubs and the sauces pretty early on then i mean you were yeah and, and mostly the we had developed a you know we so just to go back a little bit we were you know doing competition barbecue so this kind of cooking stuff at home and then you know finally upgraded and got a smoker you know so we could start to you know pretend like i knew what i was doing (laughs) and then uh we went to uh you know started doing competition barbecue and that that's where a lot of this uh you know the the you know catering or little food truck vending and you know then eventually in the restaurants but you know in in the you know doing the the competition barbecue we started you know kind of making our own rubs and you know, I got uh, Stuart Spice's shout out. He uh, does our rubs for us, our nice. pork rub and beef rub. Um, well, let me let me get, try and get the timeline right. You're, yeah. So, because you are you're a young man. Yeah. You're, you're just experimenting. <laughs> you're living at home. What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? I oh, always geez. love asking people that. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know. I, I the whole '90s, I kind of bounced uh, in and out of college. You know, MCC, Morrisville, back to MCC, when I was just going part time and yeah. trying to finish up a, a degree. Um, uh, associate's degree and then I finally did at the end of the uh, you know 99 and then graduated MCC and uh, actually took off man I went down to uh, Virginia nice. went to George Mason Mason and, uh, you know was down there for about six years yep um, and uh, yep we were doing I wasn't didn't really do any barbecue down there okay just we were like living in apartments it's a little hiatus what were you doing for work at that time uh, I was just full-time student okay. um, for the first two years, and then um, I actually got a job with the Army because I, I got a math degree and uh, was a mathematician for the Army for four years, and then uh, got a little uh, bored of the you know D.C., Northern Virginia. <laughs> kind of, it's, yeah. it's just so busy down there. And, no, uh, I believe it. <laughs> and we had just uh, had our second child, so we decided to move back home to yeah. Rochester in 06, and that's when... You know, really, we started doing the, uh, you know, competition barbecue. Well, how did you know that you were that good at barbecue, though? Because, well, first to... of all, I wasn't. Well, at the beginning, <laughs> even at the beginning yeah. of competition, oh, were you yeah. not? No, it's terrible. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what, what were you doing at that time? So, I was only really doing ribs. Okay. Um, and in competition, you got to do chicken, ribs, uh, pulled pork, and brisket. Okay. In our first competition, I cooked my second brisket I've ever cooked in my life. You know? <laughs> so, it was... Yeah, I really didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And uh, actually, I have pictures, and it just, I look back. Did the judges like, oh, come around, God. and they're like, they try the brisket, and you're like, just try the ribs. <laughs> and they're like, we have to try the brisket. Yeah. Well, no, just we, the ribs. We didn't finish last. So, that... Okay, good. That, I think, gave me enough motivation yeah. to, to kind of... <laughs> to try to figure it out um By the, the way, way the, the competition works it's blind judging so you put food into a box okay and it, and it goes in 
like to a, an area where where the folks judge it, and so that's they, don't, they don't know who you are. I was gonna say, and that's good. They don't know who you are. And and it's, you don't, it's not like a festival where you have to feed you know a thousand people either, so you can really focus on. Yeah. It's also good that you don't know who they are either, by the way, because True. I'd imagine there are <laughs> some people who are very intense, and if someone gets a low score, yeah. I would imagine the judge does not want to come face to face with yeah. that person. <laughs> the judges are pretty. It's it's a pretty friendly you know okay. environment. Uh, it's it's a great community. Well, how did you evolve then from that point, and what? are you doing at that point why are you entering competitions if you didn't think you were good at some of the things or you just you thought you were good at ribs but nothing else yeah well you know just like i, I saw a flyer it was a oinktoberfest is the name of the, the competition it's in clarence new york down the road here and uh you know i just saw the flyer and it looked like fun you know basically you camp out you know for the night yeah kind of hang out with folks and uh, fun in a pop-up tent you know yeah. and uh it snowed that night that was not fun <laughs> And we were not we were not prepared, you know. I think I had a hoodie and like in in a in a ball cap. I think that was it. Um, but uh, you know, from there, it, it just really ignited like the passion, though. Yeah. It was like, okay, how do we make this, you know, do well in competition? So now you start working on it over exactly. and over and over. Yeah. But when so, does good smoke is good smoke even a thing yet? Or at this, it point? is. That's what we competed under. Okay, so you start as good smoke. Yep. And, and did you have a restaurant yeah. at that point? Or no, no, you're just a guy. You call yourself good that's smoke, it. and you're going to yep. competitions. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So, where's the breakthrough moment where you go from guy who right. has a passion for this to guy who's actually pretty damn good at this? <laughs> well, you know, it was a it was a pretty long kind of evolution. You know, we it took a, a, a few years on the circuit to kind of start doing well. And of course, if I, you tell anybody, hey, I'm doing, you know, competition barbecue, they're like, hey, can you cater my blah, blah, blah. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, bring me some food. So, yeah. We started, you know, doing catering, you know, on the side, stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, we actually, first thing we had, we had a, a, a food truck before it was, a, you know, cool to have a food truck. Uh, it was just a trailer. Um, yeah. And we'd bring it to a big barbecue event. So, what you know, we weren't doing like, you know, Park Fest or anything. It was more like, uh, you know, like the Roxy Rib Fest, which I actually threw. Um, and uh, other events like that. You threw it? You were behind Rock City Rip? Yeah, yeah, I'm the founder oh, of that also. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. I didn't realize that. That's yep. great. <clears throat> Coming back summer 2021, what do we know? Uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, actually, I sold it. Oh, <laughs> so, did you? Okay, good, good. <clears throat> a radio company. So I don't even remember which one. We don't have to name them. I've never. Is it, <laughs> it's Entercom. I've never heard of them. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, I think actually that is who you sold it to. because they. I think so, yeah. Because I don't think. Yep. I remember on iHeart. Um, getting the directive very specifically, like don't talk about Rock City Rib Fest because it, <laughs> it belongs to like yeah, yeah, yeah the other radio stations. Yeah, that's who, who we've been advertising on, I guess. So yeah, apparently. Yeah, good. but okay, so you so you so start slowly. To get going. Yeah, we're we're doing catering. What's your first we get win? Into the, our first win. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a big moment. 2011. Okay. At uh, Wilson, New York. A barbecue contest yeah that, that that felt really good i was like oh my god but, we, maybe we can actually you know compete because yeah, but i love resilience and i love hard work and i yeah. love so, so 2011 I mean, it, took, it took five years so that's five yeah, years yeah. of until you get to your first win yeah so now we weren't i mean we were competing maybe there, there weren't as many contests as as there are now so you know five or six a year yeah yeah you know and we got to drive all over you know new york state to find those um and, right, uh, I, but I love that story of that you spent yeah, it, five it's years. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, working. most the majority of, of competition teams never win. So the vast majority of take me 2011. Yeah, and let's talk about 2006, the first yeah. competition versus 2011. Oh God, what did you do? 
better? I mean, what what was it that you had? Was it just now you were able to nail all four of those categories? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what makes it so hard mm-hmm. is that you you have to be good at all of them, and and, and, what's you, the and you have to nail it. Yeah, of course. What's I, the hardest? Because I feel like it's chicken. It is chicken. Because it, because it's yeah. it's got to be so perfect, right? Because not it cooked is. enough is dangerous, yeah. and cooked too much is terrible. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Chicken is a it's a real fine balance between. Uh, you know, keeping the moisture in it <clears throat> getting, and getting the texture right. You know, right. you've got to cook it, you know, high enough temperature to get the texture right, and but not, you know, uh, dry it out. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we do a whole bunch of, you know, uh, brining and you right. know, marinating and seasoning and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff to chicken thighs is what we usually cook. Yeah. Those are a little more, you know, resilient. Yeah. But, uh, so 2011, you eat your first big Yeah, bread. we when got you... it. And I don't really remember the food I cooked <laughs> then. It's kind of a blur. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like a really slow progression because it, it's hard to test, you know, a new recipe. You only have six opportunities maybe a year, yeah. you know, so you, you kind of tweak a little something. And then, you know, you can do practices. In, two th- in, in East Rochester, I mean, when you drive by Good Smoke, you have like a ton of trophies, don't you? I mean, you've won oh, yeah. yeah, over so, six hundred awards. Yeah. I was gonna say so in, from 2011 to 2021. Yeah, we really got on a roll. I think, yeah, <laughs> 2011. I think we won three contests that year. Dude, it's kind of like once you kind of you get the program down. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. and then you got something that works, and yeah. then it's just a, you know trying to repeat it exactly. Can I ask you a question? And this might yeah. be this. You might just shut this down and be like, "No, you're you're way wrong." <laughs> when you're doing a competition, uh-huh. is it just about making the absolute best thing you can make, or are there tricks to it in the sense of you go, "They're looking for a specific thing. I have to do a specific thing, even if it's not the technically the best of what I would do if it was just me cooking for something." Yeah, I mean, there's always a lot of you know kind of debate on you. Know, competition barbecue or backyard barbecue they're definitely different things mm-hmm. <clears throat> there is a, a very specific flavor profile that the judges are looking for okay. you know and uh, but you have to cook the meat absolutely perfectly like right. the tenderness and the moisture it's got to be perfect so they, they judge you on appearance uh, taste and tenderness and so you know it's got to look good first uh, yeah. thing uh, I, I tell folks to work on and then uh, the tenderness is just absolutely, you know, important. You've got to just, you, and we cook it within like three minutes or so, you know, window, yeah. Yeah. you know, to, to get, you know, the brisket done exactly right, you know, to yeah. get, make sure the ribs are, you know, you know, we didn't, uh, you know, dry them out and stuff like that. Let's so, talk, uh, let's talk entrepreneurship for a second because we were starting to go down that road <laughs> where you're talking about your competition barbecue guy. So yep. now people are asking you to cater things. When oh, do yeah. you actually, and then you do the food trailer. Yeah. When we do, do you the trailer for a while? The restaurant. When yeah. So the, the impetus for the restaurant was we were looking to build a commissary to help support the trailer. Um, cause the neighbors weren't getting too happy with <laughs> us <laughs> cooking a bunch of food in our yard, yeah. obviously, <laughs> um, back then. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we, we were looking to try to find, you know, some small space. And then, you know, we were like, well, if we're going to build this whole thing out as, you know, a commercial kitchen, we might as well put some seats in the front, you know, and open it up as a restaurant. Right. So, so that happened in uh, 2012. East it, Rochester opened Was up. it immediately? Well, just just a nine-year anniversary over there. No, so the, what I love about this timeline is because you go, 2006, you start. And I don't know if we want to use the word struggling, but you didn't, you know, you didn't, oh, yeah, for sure. you I, didn't I hit that. till 2011. You start winning. Yeah. It, so, it's it, it, in particular in competition back in those days, you know, this is, you know, somewhat pre Facebook, 
you know, 06. And then there, uh, there were no like classes, like you couldn't go take a class. And now, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got Facebook. So people are posting pictures of their food. So you know what it's supposed to look like. Um, you could take, <clears throat> you can take a class from, you know, winning teams and they'll tell you all their secrets. It's a very mm-hmm. expensive class, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, you know, so the, the learning curve, you, you can short, cut that a lot you know yeah like we had that five-year kind of learning curve but a lot of teams you know if they're good uh, but you're better off because you learned it in the field you learned i think yeah doing it you didn't attend a high price class and just have someone else tell you you're the guy who went out and actually acquired the information to now teach your own class if you want yeah yeah. do you teach classes we have taught a couple yeah Yeah. we've done we've done a full-on competition class but we've also done you know, backyard stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be such a cool... And we're definitely like, going to um, get into some more of that, I think, this summer. Wait, can I put you on the spot on something? Oh, no. Would you ever donate <laughs> for a charity? Like, I'm part of a couple different boards in yeah. town, and one specifically, I'm on Gala Committee, Big mm-hmm. Brothers, Big Sisters. Would you ever donate a personal lesson, like, to, to if someone bid a certain amount of money, yeah, that absolutely. you would, like, absolutely. come to their backyard one day? Yeah, that day. sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you do that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Now, now yeah, it's recorded. Hold, hold, hold me to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I think that would be, that's something I would bid on, to get, like, a yeah, personal one-on-one yep. lesson from yeah, you yeah. on barbecue. Yeah, we, we definitely plan on, I think, opening it up a little bit and doing some more classes. And uh, Cool. People love that yeah, shit, man. They and, do. Uh, I like, uh, you know, doing stuff with kids also. Cool. You know, because there's a uh, kids cues, they call them. You know, so usually along yeah. alongside the you know the adult contest, they they do a little what they call kids cue, and then the kids they'll do like a you know a burger or a steak or you know something a little easier. Right. Um, and and so we we've had you know little get-togethers with with folks and and do that kind of stuff for the kids too. So they, do you? We got to get the next generation in. Oh know? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> do you do you the early days of Good Smoke, meaning the restaurant, the yep. actual restaurant. Yep. Did it immediately take off, or was there some struggle there as well? Well, yeah, we definitely had a honeymoon like period, right? So right after you open, and this probably happens to most restaurants. family and friends, yeah, yeah. You just you just get you know you you get the little newspaper blurb, and, right? You know, people just come in like crazy, like crazy, and we're like, oh, this is great, this is great, and then right. four or five months in, you know, boom, right? <laughs> you know, we have a little bit of that here. We call it the family and friends round. Yeah, yeah. Where like yeah. almost anybody is going to sell their first like batch of anything. <laughs> yeah. To family and friends, sure, right? So it's sure. can you sell from two? So in the restaurant business, that's sort of like you open a restaurant, you're going to get some buzz. You're probably going to get a good yep. couple of months out of that. Yep. Are you gonna? How are you going to do months yeah, three so through? Like that honeymoon period kind of waned, and then we also hit like September, like this mm. when the kids go back to school. Notorious, you know, couple weeks of, mm-hmm. of you know pretty slow business. And so that, yeah, then we were like kind of scrambling a little going, mm-hmm. oh my God, <laughs> wait a minute, you know, we're spending too much of labor, we're, you know, and, and we weren't doing a lot of advertising because we just thought we had this great wave going, you know, yeah, word sure. of mouth is going to carry us, you know, yeah. so, you know, we really sort of panicked and, and had to try to figure out how to, you know, it, it, I think any restaurant goes through this, you of know, your, your first year. You know, you're developing your clientele. Well, any uh, business, any business is going to have its ebbs and right. flows. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. Yeah. But those first couple of downs are yeah. panic-inducing because Seriously. you're like, "What is going on? Yeah. Why are we going Expect, down?" You know, if you're not well capitalized, uh, yeah, you know, to get yourself through some of those periods, it can be uh, sure stressful. <laughs> yeah, and barbecue, I'd imagine, is seasonal. Although a barbecue restaurant, maybe. 
I mean, to what extent are you seasonal? Uh, very. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, catering also. So the catering really, you know, pops off in the summertime. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, that adds to it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think any restaurant in general is, you know, seasonal to some extent. Um, did you do anything drastic during that first dip to recover? Or did you just learn, hey, we're going to be somewhat seasonal. There's going to be yeah. times a year where we're busier than others. Yep. And we'll learn how to weather those storms. Yeah, I think we, you know, it was a lesson learned on, you know, advertising. So it was like, Mm. okay, let's get out and Mm. and start trying to get new people in here. Uh, And then it was some of that also just, all right, we're just going to have to, you know, know cut cut our costs as best we can. Yeah. You know, make sure our labor and food costs are are scaling with the sales. Mm -hmm. And um, how do you manage food costs? I mean, how... You know, you're buying every week, obviously, from whoever you're buying from. Are you just keeping an eye every week on those those invoices as they come in to make sure nothing went up? Are you? Yeah. How often are you going back to the negotiation table? I mean, yeah, it's tough. You know, I mean, we do a good business, but, you know, we're not dinosaur or, you know, some yeah. of these places that do, you know, have, you know, uh, have better bargaining power, I guess. Uh, right. With some of the right. purveyors and stuff. So, yeah, it's... Uh, the meats in particular, you know, they, the prices can swing pretty wildly, yeah. especially during COVID. Uh, we saw a brisket price tripled for, oh, dude. for a month. Uh, about, what, 10 <laughs> months ago or so? Yeah. April, May? Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess it would have We been... actually had to pull it off the menu. I was going to say, yeah. beef went to beef <laughs> double, triple, yeah. like you said. I mean, yeah. what the F were any of us supposed to do at that I don't point? Know. Yeah, we, we had to pull it off the menu for a couple of weeks because well, we, we had couldn't guys do it. Here they're looking at their, they're looking at their, and they're going, well, we're now, we're losing money now. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, that was, yeah. <laughs> so, so we tried to minimize that. And, and right now the, you know, we cook uh, loin back ribs at the restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually thinking about switching over to spares just because of the, the supply is really tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're definitely expensive and they're really expensive right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, we're probably losing money on those ribs. So yeah. go in there and get them. <laughs> it's a good bargain right now. <laughs> it's a good bargain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Well, okay. So good smoke. Then you guys, you, you do, you, you hit your stride obviously yep. and it goes so well that you expand <laughs> yeah. and you start doing other things and yep. the other locations, the rock style, uh, what's it? Rock, rock style chicken and burger. Yep. How many, there's two of those, two of them, yep. two of those were those good smokes originally or what happened? They were. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of a long story, but man, I'm happy to get into it. We, Please. uh, you know, we were, things were going great, you know, and, uh, we had a really good year in, uh, you know 2017 and we said all right let's uh let's think about actually this is when we sold the rib fest too so i i didn't have that kind of commitment yeah and you got a little cash i, now I didn't have to put the festival on you know true yeah yeah a lot of work so it was more about the time there and then uh we decided to that's when we opened up chai Lai. so we we're like oh as, as good smoke mm-hmm. and uh it it went pretty good you know, it's it, the, the location is, you know, a little off the beaten path, I think, for us and, you know, some other things. And then uh, a car crashed uh, into the dining room. Holy Basically, shit. Basically, there's a good video of that out there. Did we talk like about that, that on the air? We probably did, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so that that was a little tough and that, that shut us down. Shut the dining room down, so we did takeout only, which now in retrospect feels weird saying that now because that's <laughs> we did that all summer long uh this year so so that that really uh put a dent in things there for us and uh you know barbecues it's it's tough it's an expensive you know food labor intensive food to to produce and you know it in 
upstate New York, you know, in the north in general, barbecue is it's not necessarily a, a you know every week thing. It's you know people come on their birthdays, special occasions, friends and you know out of town. So your revisit rate is a lot lower than you know a, you know other kind of restaurant. And so you, you need a, a pretty large population, I think, around your place, you know, t- to kind of survive that lower you know revisit, mm-hmm. revisit rate. And so we were just seeing. Uh, you know, we're doing really good sales. It just, it was really close to breaking even, but you know, we just weren't really breaking even on it. And, uh, so we, uh, you know, we decided to flip that to the, the chicken and burger concept. How did is, that concept come about? Yeah. I've been mulling that one around for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the rock style sauce, sweet and sour sauce is something I, I made that before we, I did any barbecue stuff. Really? That, that's and, and that's, and you don't have to say if you don't want to, is that what we're making today? <laughs> that's what we're making today. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I always, you know, dabbled with those kind of sauces and, and that's kind of the, the theme there is, you know, what is Rochester style chicken and what is a Rochester yeah, style well, burger? It, like? we're, we're, you know, so we're doing the, the sweet and sour, right? Mm-hmm. That's the Rochester thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're doing garbage plates or, you know, rock style plates um, and just, you know, kind of other, just Rochester themed, you know, if you, if you think of it that way. Yeah, sure. And uh, now also I, I've been watching Chick-fil-A and how mm-hmm. they've been just killing it, you right. know, and they're doing $4 million average, you know, unit yeah. volumes, uh, you know. And Does it ever piss you off? You ever go to Chick-fil-A, you get a chicken sandwich? Well, it's not <laughs> as good as people say it is. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm a it fat is, guy. It is, it, right. And it's fried chicken. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and say it sucks. I eat it and right. I go, oh, that's pretty good. So, I, 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 you know, I'm watching Chick-fil-A and they're just crushing it and people are going crazy for it. You know, so the chicken sandwich kind of got on my radar. Yeah. And then, you know, in the last year, it's, you know, just exploded. You know, chicken, chicken, out, yeah. chicken out rock, you know, was killing it and yep. getting just massive pub. And so I said, all right, this, I think this will be a really good concept. Yeah. And I, I, we did the burger side too, you know, cause I, I, you know, things, fads will change a little bit. So we want to make sure we cover, you know, have a good, you know, kind of menu size. Yeah. Um, something that's easier for us to produce. It's, it's, we get a much better revisit rate. You know, people are come two, three times a week now, you know, to get the uh, chicken sandwiches, just dynamite. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Gotta love chicken sandwich, man. Oh, dude. We did so on. much testing. Oh, <laughs> I dude. ate so many chicken sandwiches. Fried chicken is damn near the perf- the most perfect food there is. It, it is. It's just fantastic. Man. It really is, yeah. man. What, what uh, I guess I can't end an interview with, it, with you without asking, what has the last year been like? I mean, yeah. this has been the craziest thing any sure. restaurant owner I've ever spoken to says sure. before that I would you know did the radio for years I would always ask mm-hmm. restaurant oh when were tough times and everyone's got a story about the couple of bad weeks they had once yeah but yeah. like this was everyone in the restaurant industry collectively just <laughs> going know. well this is going to be a shitty yeah. year I don't know how was it what happened yeah I mean we our 2019 was pretty lousy because this is when you know the we've kind of flipped the concepts in you know entirely we, we didn't talk about webster but webster kind of went through the same thing that mm-hmm. child i did just kind of a year behind um and so we decided to to flip those concepts and you know so it was you know we weren't you know totally making a ton of money so it was really kind of a lousy 2019 was a lousy year we flipped the concepts we're like okay ready to go you know we got this new you know basically a two-thirds of a new business going and uh boom right into it and it was like right. panic town you know right around this time last year you know when uh, uh 
the governor came out and said, you got to shut the dining rooms down. We were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, we cut all our staff and, you know, we, it's just like panic mode. And then we got slammed with takeouts. You did get slammed with takeouts. I think I told a story in the other room. <laughs> yeah. I literally called Good Smoke one time and was told, sorry, we're not taking any more yeah. orders. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Next time, call myself. No, and I would we'll never do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's uh, you know, it's definitely. That's got to feel good, though. To it know. does feel yeah. good. It, it, yeah. it, it waned, right? I mean, it, it, in the beginning, uh, I think people were, you know, supporting us you know and so they were they were eating out i think more than you know maybe they normally would just to help you know support the local restaurants yeah but then and honestly on behalf of the public though because we were the same way my wife and i were trying to eat out every other night yeah then it was ever once every three nights once every it gets expensive oh it does it does i mean it's difficult you know because the thing is it was it was just a shitty situation and honestly the government the state should have come in and done a lot more to help you guys because yeah, the public. I mean, the state hasn't done anything. It's fucking ridiculous. I, know. I mean, it's that's my opinion. You sure. don't have to share if you don't <laughs> yeah. want to. But it's ridiculous the lack of support you've gotten yeah. because the public will support you, but the public we're people with <laughs> exactly. We yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, yeah. endless income to For eat sure. out every single night. Yeah. So I, I think we were real lucky. Our our community supported us really well. Mm-hmm. And definitely appreciative uh, of that. And oh so yeah, takeout did really well. And then you know the dining rooms in the summertime. At some point we. Were we released we could do 50 percent uh, and then folks uh, started coming back out um and that was good but then when the second wave started coming back in like october time frame mm-hmm. uh, people just you know did not come out again so because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they were worried about you know the, the second wave there and uh so with that that was tough the end of the year last year was tough and uh you know february was pretty tough just because the weather right you know right. cold weather keeps people home but uh it uh, looks like it's it's turning up really well. When people are coming out again, which is, is this great. the time of year that you start to ramp up? Cause yeah, we, for sure. We definitely see barbecue sauce orders around here. Yeah. right in March. It's yep. like you know they're going to start to. Yep. And yep. Uh, you know we're putting some catering on the books, which is nice. Folks great. are going to you know get to go out and have some uh, have a, a wedding or you know yeah. party or something, which is nice. How has it been with? having the vaccine available your employees were able to get vaccinated because they're front facing right mm-hmm. public facing yep. well, did that give you a sense that you felt good that you had put them in a position where they got to be in the front of the line or or did you have i mean how was that whole experience for you was there resistance from employees or was everyone like oh thank god no i think uh you know i'm pretty libertarian it's you know if they want to go and get it they can get it if if not you know we'll we'll still make do most of them are sure. pr- pretty young you know yeah. in general so you know they're not really in the the high risk kind of groups, right. but uh, you know they can certainly go get it if they they'd want to, and and I'm I'm glad that they got the opportunity. Yeah, <clears throat> you know the state at least allowed them to to go and get it. Yeah, sure, but, sure. What's yeah. the future hold? What are you thinking about the next year or two? Are you just excited to go back to normal times? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, and uh, yeah, we're you know cautiously optimistic about the new concepts. Yeah. they're they're doing doing really well in the locations they're in um and good smoke you know we're you know i'd like to maybe move to you know uh, maybe a bigger location i mm. I'd, I'd like to have a nice you know bar of a proper restaurant you know would you we, would we you look to stay in east rochester or is everything kind of open yeah you'll, you'll look around yep You'll in fact, up. you know, listen, I'll tell you right now, we actually are moving. Huh. Do we have breaking, <laughs> breaking news? Breaking news, breaking news. Breaking <laughs> news. Well, yeah, well, I was in front of the zoning board uh, <laughs> like two weeks ago, so oh it, it, it's public information. Let's get into this. Okay, so you are moving. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Where are you heading? Uh, in East Rochester. Okay. <laughs> so okay. right down the road. 
um, we're actually going to be uh, taking over the space that was formerly the uh, Silver Ball Saloon. Okay. I don't know much Rochester yeah. quite Yeah. It's uh, right next door to Lemoncello's. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Gotcha. You know, right, oh, so right like in that row. Yeah. Yeah. You're in downtown, yeah. if you will, East you're Rochester. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's That's a great, a great location. Great space. Yep. And Absolutely. we're uh, working pretty hard to, to flip it and get some paint on the walls. And yeah. That's all I've been doing is painting for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a lot of paint, uh, but we're we're yeah we're pretty psyched to uh, um, you know it, it have a nice big bar, so we can do uh, you know full liquor and you know some awesome cocktails and yep. then we can uh, and we have tons of seating, <clears throat> which is great. We can give co- people kind of like a proper barbecue you know experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we do like a modified counter service now, um, so it'd be nice to actually have folks sit down and kind of enjoy themselves. Of course. Uh, there's a, a patio out back, so yeah. nice, nice big patio out back. Do you, are you gonna be smoking out back or anything like that? Or? Yeah, we're gonna put a little, put a little barbecue shed out back. Great, uh, and and do some stuff there. Oh we, my god, it's gonna smell so good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, we're we're super excited because we just, you know, we're in the service business, man. And yeah. if we can, uh, you know, do do a little better on the service end, I think. Uh, that's it's good for everybody well yeah so i was just gonna ask that so you're in the service business um do you so you'll probably be hiring i guess right you're gonna be looking for some front end yeah people? <clears throat> yep for yeah. sure you know we're probably a couple months out you know it's, it's always hard to to time okay. these things um but uh yeah probably in the may time frame so maybe a couple weeks before that okay uh folks can reach out to us on the website okay and, great uh, that's if, great if they're Look. looking for you know yep definitely servers and uh bartenders because we don't, we don't have a lot of them now. So. Congratulations, man. Hey, that's, thanks, man. That's huge news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's great. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that everything's going well. And I mean, that, that you know, that's a great story. I love the story of resilience. Yeah. I love that you went to competitions for five years before you won anything. Yeah. And now you have over 600 that wins. That was tough, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's Awards, such, yeah. Awards. I wouldn't say it's, it's not 600 wins. but Well, yeah. but 18, uh, 18 wins, but who's 18 counting? wins. Okay, all right. <laughs> See, but that's still like, that's such a big deal. And then same thing with the open the restaurant. Yeah. And it's great, but then there's there's always resilience built into yeah. everything you do. And it, people absolutely. need to know that lesson in life, I think. I think so. And, you know, you got to... You know, when something's not working, you know, like our, the, you know, the good smoke in the other, con, you know, at the other locations, you know, we, you know, we made the pivot and, you know, I think yeah. you, know, you just can't be stubborn about what's working, not working and right. kind of suck it up and, you know, don't worry about your ego. You have and, to be very objective, I think, as a business owner. And abso- even if it was your idea and it's right. starting to fail, you yeah. have to recognize it right. and go, and done. So, you know, we did, we did those things and, and I think it's working for us. Um and then the new location uh, for Good Smoke be right down the road. We're still going to keep the old location. We're probably, oh, are you? Yeah, we'll just be doing like as a commissary. Oh, okay, uh, great. Catering probably. Great. Um, over yeah. there, so. You're probably going to have months of people still showing up there for, I to know. pick up their food. <laughs> for sure. That is the only nightmare <laughs> sure. I'm picking up. Well, there's a big sign on the street, too, so i gotta, I got to figure out what to do with that. Right, right. I don't want so to just think, That could in. be a logistical thing, though. <laughs> yeah. People, like, I could see myself definitely pulling up to that yeah. one and going, what do you mean? Right. I'll, well, I'll have to put a banner. We moved down the street. Yeah. All right, man. front or something like that. Well, let's go in the other room and make some sauce. What do you say? All right, awesome. Let's Looking do forward it. to it. Thanks for doing this. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks.